Hi there and welcome to Two Tays in a Pod. I'm Sophie Taylor and I'm here with Taylor Melky. We're from the Center Pass podcast and we're just doing a little bit of a mini episode today talking about a contentious issue that has arisen today in the netball community. How's it going, Taylor? Well, I mean, I started off the day really excited. We'd had a lot of uh, news to talk about, especially when it came to ANZ Premiership. And then all of a sudden... SSN decided to just drop this bombshell on us and I'm pretty sure I speak for most of the netball community when I say I was completely and utterly shocked and just lost for words with the decision that they've made. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if we want to talk about kind of the comments that have been made and how we feel about the issue, we kind of got to speak about the new rule itself. So what it is, it's a two goal super shot that is put into play at the end of each quarter, the last five minutes of each quarter in particular. Um, And the intention is to kind of remove some of the predictability of the game and add a new element to the competition. Well, the issue is that there's quite a few ups and downs when you look at it. In terms of when SSN brought in that bonus point rule, we saw teams missing out on top four spots because of a bonus point and little bits and pieces like that. So this has brought in a whole new ball game in the sense that now it's kind of forcing the hand of some teams because they don't have that necessary long bomb shooter that would be able to, for example, score a two-goal shot, whereas some teams might have those shooters. So it's almost putting them on an uneven playing field to a certain extent. And I think that's something that a lot of people are struggling to get their head around. I think we saw that in the bushfire relief game where players were either pushing really hard for a two-point shot and it was just going absolutely wayward. And then other goalers, you could see, yes, that was their their bread and butter. They were more comfortable with, with that. But in the end, the teams, clearly on an SSN point of view, it's not just a one-off. Yeah, and something that's really come out this afternoon, um, probably in the hour after the announcement was made, was that it is... Uh, well, the teams weren't alerted at the change and that's the real contentious part of this. The fact that teams are due to start, I mean, they've already returned to the court training. They're due to start the season in five, six weeks and now they have to potentially change their game plan entirely. Exactly. And that's a huge thing because clearly we know that teams have had a really long extended break due to the COVID-19. So with all of this excitement buzzing around SSN returning, Now they've been thrown a huge curveball in the fact that there's this completely new rule that goalers, feeders, defenders, every single player on court needs to get their head around. It doesn't just impact one player because, oh, well, the goal shooter can shoot from distance. No, it changes the entire flow of the game because the center might be looking to not pass to the goal shooter standing directly under the post, but maybe the goal attack that's potentially standing in that two-point section And, you know, changing up that game plan can throw the team completely out of balance. Yeah, exactly. And something else is that in, I mean, in this competition, there is so much centered around the speed of the game. And when you try and change little elements of the game, not only do you change the speed of the game, like you said, how players can, instead of looking straight to the post, they'll look for someone else, but that could mean extra passes. It also means that the Australian netball game is moving further and further away from what is a traditional match of netball. I mean, the, the, the extra points at the end of quarters, that's not as major a deal because at the end of the day, that's not changing 
the function of the game. No, not at all. But this is something that can fundamentally change how Australian netballers play. And yeah, there's aspects where it could be good, in, as in uh, New Zealand has a lot of great long bombers. Australia has focused for a long time on that holding goal shooter, tall timber at the post, the accuracy. Yes. But Australia's not used to relying on that, the kind of that nippy goal attack that can often shoot from a long range yeah exactly and almost hold an even balance with the goal shooter obviously we see some some SSM teams that could could kind of yeah um, you kind of see that with the combination between Wallace and Housby but you look at that they're not Australian shooters yeah but then I mean you can look at Vixens in the same way and go oh yeah Katie Thwaites and Tegan Phillip can both shoot from distance yes they can shoot from distance but is that the distance that is part of the long bomb shot because those two typically shoot close range middle range someone like joe harton will probably flourish in this because she loves a long bomb but then you look at someone like caitlin bassett gretel bueta can shoot long bombs from her basketball but she doesn't um you got janelle fowler yeah there's gonna be players who are really really disadvantaged by this and even though it's a choice to take that shot it obviously if a team goes into those last five minutes and chooses not to that's absolutely fine but at the end of the day if the team they're playing is 10 goals down and takes five two-point shots and gets them all in that is suddenly a really close game and they have to be like oh wait I need to take these long shots now to win the game it, it kind of puts that extra element into the game that not all teams are ready for yeah and I think the really disappointing part is the fact that netball is treasured because it is such a traditional sport and that's what I think a lot of netball fans themselves really love about the sport that's why you've got so many fans that are really up in arms about this change because like you touched on Soph it's not only changing this SSN season well you know yes it's it adds that element of excitement okay could this player potentially shoot from two from two point range and will this get them within touching distance but it's changing the entire face of the game and that's – I don't think anyone wants that. Yeah. And another thing that's really been brought up is that the Super Netball CEO has said that the reason they've chosen it is because the 90, 90% of goals scored during SSN matches were within three metres of a goal post in past years. But that means you are then catering to that 10% that don't shoot from that distance or can shoot from that distance. So that's not that many goalers who are willing to take that leap. And it can – be a real influence. I mean, teams would have definitely, well, I don't want to say definitely, teams could have chosen to um, pick up different players in the in the season, uh, off season, if they had had the choice to. Yeah, so if they had known that this was a potential change coming, then I think, like you said, people would have not been smarter, but maybe adapted or been working on different things and looked at recruiting other players that could actually help to advance this idea. Whereas now... Teams are stuck with the players that they have. And by no means is that a bad thing because we have some of the greatest players in the world in this competition. But it's just, it's a complete and utter 360, especially when we saw so many fans and players come out after that bushfire relief game and say, you know what, great for a spectacle. Would would I want to play that every week? Absolutely not. Fans going, yeah, you know what, it's not basketball. This is netball. We want your traditional one go- one shot equals one goal. It's not anything else. And I think that's where everyone else is really up in arms as well. Yeah. The really interesting thing about this issue as well is that it's not just fans that are really frustrated. Like I said, um, clubs won't necessarily um, 
notified about it and players are now coming out and saying that they had no idea. So we've had Katie Thwaites um, make a comment on it being six weeks to go and having no idea. Caitlin Bassett's also made an Instagram um, story about it. There's quite a few who are coming out. I've even seen some players from overseas. I think Bailey Mez um, tweeted about it as well. So there's quite a few players that are just thrown for like just have no clue what is happening. And I think the hard thing is once you get players offside in a certain regard, like not being consulted about something that you do week in, week out, that's a huge thing. How, like imagine rocking up to your workplace and being told, oh, so we're just going to completely shift the goalposts. We're not going to do, oh, literally, <laughs> we're not going to do what you're used to anymore. You're actually going to be doing something new and you've got six weeks to you know, figure everything out and come out firing in round one. That's a, how do you overcome that? How do you think, okay, so we've been told that this is a big change. We've been told that this is new. How do players, and especially you've got the fact that the Australian captain is coming out confused by it. Yeah. Like Uh, The other thing that I just kind of, it kind of popped into my head just then, like even if, Obviously, it would, wouldn't change how the fans feel about it. But even if the players and clubs were notified about it, even six weeks ago, per se, like even six weeks ago, that could have meant that in isolation, these players were getting ready and shooting longer shots, practicing longer shots, because now they have to actually physically change up their training regimes with not long to go. And obviously, accuracy is something you build up over time. These players potentially don't have enough time to actually get up there and obviously something that we've seen in the SSN over the recent years and especially on the international stage is that accuracy is everything because a game can change in a split second exactly and if you remove that accuracy then who knows what will happen in the game and it removes a massive element of Australia's game in particular and when you touch on accuracy as well you also think I once again I touch on the midcourt and things like that because they're changing up their structure they're changing up their tactics I would not be surprised if you see a couple more wayward balls, especially clearly they've had a long se- a long off season, connections aren't as strong or they're kind of, you know, working back into that match day fitness. For goalers to get back into that rhythm of, okay, you know, this is me shooting under pressure, This because shooting clearly without a defender, completely different ball game. You know, yeah. you can easy vision to the goal circle, freedom, you don't have that person riding you. Well, with you know, a completely new aspect, it's it's hard. Yeah, just touching on what you said about how like uh, mid-quarters and feeders can change. A lot of goal attacks in the league, you think about someone like, oh, obviously Nat Medhurst last year plays a much more feeding role mm. than a regular goal attack. You think about how that could directly impact a game because the goal attack can't be that major feeder in those last five minutes and obviously it is only five minutes at this stage hopefully it won't change any further than that obviously we don't know about what the future holds in the SSN but given the unpopularity of it and knowing how unpopular it was with fans and with netballers and just about everyone that I've spoken to doesn't agree with it I reckon there's probably one percent of people that are on board yeah I'd say it's mostly the people who are looking for netball to be a spectacle and trying to drag in new fans well dragging in new fans is going to further alienate those old fans who have stuck around for a long time for these teams 
and are potentially just being left in the lurch here. And I think the thing is that we kind of both touched on that if this was something that you wanted to trial, I think that it would have been a good idea to do it in the ANL. We know the ANL is not running this season, so maybe you postpone that idea till next season, or you run it in something like the VNL or the state leagues, where players can actually get used to this whole new idea of two point shooting and how it will work, and then that mind framed and tactics and all of that behind it, because you're bringing it in to the biggest league in the world. You've the got, best league in the world. You've got players from around the world coming here to play. You just want to hope that it kind of doesn't detract well, players I, from coming over. Exactly that. Like you you have these players coming here and really wanted to come here, but then they have to switch up their game style to do that. You look at Fowler is a massive um, She's reason a threat under that. the post. She's one of the biggest threats under the post. She can't. You can't budge her, but if – she is not able to be winning games um, with her shot, where's the value in that for her? Exactly. And then if she is having to change up her game style, does that suit the Jamaican game style? Exactly. And that's the next question of not really because that is how they, you know, deliver into the circle and they have those ball winners around the court and they have the speed to be able to just, you know, bomb the ball straight into her. But if she has to change up that game style for the fever, then she might change that game style for Jamaica and it could have an international effect. I mean, that's clearly looking very, very (laughs) long-term and, you know, hypothetical, of course. But it's just little things like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a really frustrating thing that it almost seemed like SSM wanted to brush it under the rug, hopefully hoping that no one would really pay too much attention to it. Um, I mean, SSN put out an article a few months back, I think it was maybe March, just after the bushfire game, saying that fans didn't like it and why. And for them to do that and then go ahead and make this massive decision, and obviously it's a compromise season, they probably thought, oh, you know what, it's already a messed up season, let's just go for it. I feel like compromised isn't the right word. The only thing that was compromised was the start time. We're getting a 60-game, like, you know, year. That's our normal standard season. So we're still getting to see the teams play. And, okay, it might not be in front of, of crowds or whatever, but we're at least getting netballs. So why would you disrupt that? Yeah, it's just a really frustrating issue. Um, I feel like we've kind of set our piece. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I think this will be very interesting to play out. And clearly we've already seen the impact of social media and the fact that, and I suppose to a certain extent, it's a good thing that players are actually allowed to voice their opinions. And I think that that's one thing that a lot of people will take into consideration is just the lack of consultation when it comes from a player's perspective because these are the people that go and, you know, provide that entertainment for us fans, us journalists, everyone around the world. So I think that, yes, it'll be something that will play out and I don't think many people will forget about this anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all we've really got time for on Two Tays in a Pod. Um, Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to join our Facebook page and Facebook group, Draft Central and Netball Draft Central is the group. Um, Also go and take a listen to this, well, today's episode of the Centre Pass podcast um, where we were joined with Jared for our usual episode. This just happened to, this news happened to come out after the episode airs. So thank you so much for tuning in um, and goodbye. Goodbye.